Hey, yo, it's the podcast coming at you live with another episode of the Show Me Your CDs podcast. Boys, good news, though. I mean, just heard back from Q. He's about to send me some some stuff for the cover art. Cover some art, pro- let's go. Some prototypes. <laughs> either, either tomorrow or Friday. So let's we're on our way. <laughs> Um, we got we got defensive position rankings today. Um, we got the trio. It's just me, Raiden, and Dev today. So what's up, boys? What's good, everybody? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, so we split them up into five different positions, just D-line, edge, backer, cornerback, and safeties. We'll be doing top fives for all of them. Um. Who wants to start us off with the with the D line, the D line positions? Uh, I got uh, you. The interior or yeah, interior D line. Man, I got you. Um, first, I got Aaron Donald. Second, I got Cameron Hayward, Chris Jones. Number four, I got DeForest Buckner, and five, I got Jonathan Allen. Um. My list starts off with Aaron Donald as well. We've got Cam Hayward, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, and Defoe, DeForest Buckner. I got Aaron Donald also at one, Cam Hayward also at two, and then I got DeForest Buckner at three, Vito Vea at four, and Chris Jones at five. I mean, when it comes to Aaron Donald, he's a dude that can play both DN and D-tackle D at the best of the position. Works both in the pass game and in the run game. Like, it, he's very unstoppable. You got to send two, three guys at him every play. Yeah, no, there, there's a reason why he's at the top of my or all of our lists. And I feel like that gap is like, he, it's untouchable. Um, he should be number one on everyone's list. Mm-hmm. Uh, year, like, year after year, he's constantly in the defensive player of the year conversation. He's always up there for most amount of sacks. And as a defensive tackle, like uh, it's almost unheard of. Uh, he's kind of revolutionizing how, like, how to play that D tackle position. So, yeah, it's crazy. I think Aaron Donald is like one of the first people since, like, maybe like Ray Lewis that they've been trying to compare to Lawrence Taylor, which is for that best defensive player of all time, like title. And I think if he continues to do this for a couple or continues his stretch of dominance for even a few more years, it's going to be debatable. So I think he's the clear number one coming into this next season, especially it's off crazy. the win. It's crazy, too, because he's really changed the way people look at D-linemen. I felt like before everyone wanted the biggest, tallest dude that could take up the most space, and Aaron Donald's proof size really doesn't matter. Being a small guy, just being hella strong, like he's just pretty much unstoppable there. I think we all have Cam Hayward at two, right? Yeah. He's another one of those guys who's consistent year in, year out. I think he had a, one of his best years this year, though, for sure. I, I think he, he is probably one of the contributors to why T.J. Watt gets so many sacks because it's really hard to run the ball on that defense with Cam Hayward right there in the, in the middle. Yeah, just, just big bodies right there in the middle. I mean, he had 10 sacks last year. Um and as we said, like at, at the D tackle position, getting double digit sacks. I mean, he he's making this like he's doing this consistently. 
he's also getting 90 tackles. He also got almost 90 tackles this year. Um, so yeah, the run, the run stopping presence, the pass rushing. Uh, yeah, he's number two on all of our list for a reason. And uh, <clears throat> number three is where we start to differentiate. Uh, I have Chris Jones. Devin has Jeffrey Simmons and Carter has DeForest Buckner. Um, Carter and I both don't have Jeffrey Simmons on our list, but you have him at three. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Dev. Tell me he's why. Like, uh, as playing the tackle, he's in the top 15 in the whole entire NFL for tackles for loss. And he also has, I'm pretty sure, I think I want to say, 11 and a half sacks throughout the entire season, including playoffs. So I think that was really worthy. Plus, he made first team all league this year. Wait, uh, let me make sure he made first team and not second team. But yeah, I'm pretty Jeffrey sure. Jeffrey Simmons made, was second team. Second team all pro. Yeah, second team all pro. I thought his play was worthy. Yeah, he, he had. See how many <clears throat> He had 15 total tackles for loss as a D tackle, which is kind of – he's tied for top 10 in that. And then for the sacks, he's right there. He's at 13 again. So, like, as a D tackle, I thought that was kind of nutty too. So, just stat-wise, I think he proved a lot. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was between him and Chris Jones as my fifth spot. I feel like they both do it really well. They're both all pro second teams this year. And I just think I've seen a lot more out of Chris Jones over the years. So I think that, I mean, I don't think he fell off. I just think the defense lost a lot of key pieces in Kansas City. And I think that he was one of the shining points that was still there, which is why I still like him at five. And I understand why Raiden has him at three. Yeah, for me, it was, for me, putting Chris Jones up there, it's the consistent sack totals year to year. Um he had nine, which is third amongst um, D tackles. And I mean, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, it was it was really up for a debate for my five spot between him and Jonathan Allen. Um, and for me, it was, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons had eight and a half sacks. Jonathan Allen and Chris Jones both had nine. Um, but <clears throat> it's, it's what Chris Jones is like, his presence uh, on the inside of that D line, it's, it's almost similar. If you watch the games, it's almost similar to how they'd play Cameron Hayward and Aaron Donald, like constant double teams. And uh, that <clears throat> I just haven't seen so much of that with Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, from a consistency standpoint. He just hasn't done a lot, but he's only been in the league for three years. So I'm not the type of person to count that against him. And I just hope to see like upward trajectory. And I think that will happen if the Titans keep adding pieces around or like, cause you don't really hear of many Titans edge rushers. Uh-huh. Whereas like, I mean, I guess even on the Chiefs, there's no one really like standing out on that edge. Um, So it's kind of tough. I mean, I feel like it would make it harder as a D tackle to really get through or get, get those sacks, but mm-hmm. we'll see as years go on. Years goes on. Years go on. Um, um, I have the forest at three. I mean, yeah, 
maybe it's a little biased. I mean, he's a Hawaii boy, but I think same way you say with Chris Jones is like, I, I watched a lot of Colts games this year because of the forest and my brother knows him. So that, I mean, I was really focused in on watching him. And I think the amount of presence he has for that Colts D line, both in the pass pass rush and stopping the run is just real huge on that defense. And he plays a key factor. That's why he is one of the captains on that team. And he is probably the leader of that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it comes to interior D linemen, it's hard to rank them. They all, it stats really don't tell for sure. All of them. I mean, they do a lot. I just would put the forest at three right behind Donald and Cam Hayward because of what he does in both the run and the pass. I still have him in my top five. It's just, I mean, yeah, he's, I think for your guys's. I don't have Vita Vale, but he'd probably be my sixth, to be honest. So, like you said, it's really kind of hard with the interior linemen and stats don't tell the whole story. But I'm just, like, looking at the stats because that's how I can differentiate these uh, interior linemen, to be honest, just because I know they all hold their value to their team. Yeah, I mean, DeForest Buckner is my fourth. Um, any any of these any of these guys in my top four really could move around. Uh, I mean, other than Aaron Donald being number one. Uh, I, but, yeah, I, I totally agree. Forrest Buckner's presence um, in the run game and the passing game. Uh, yeah, numbers really don't – numbers really don't say uh, how, how much, like, focus that the offense needs to put on these players. Uh, I, I think that goes for any defensive position, like – Numbers don't tell at all. Uh, so, yeah, I think Car- why- <laughs> Carter, why do you have v- Vita Vea in your top five, buddy? I mean, I think it's through just like mul- pretty much multiple years. Like, he's always, he's been that guy since he's gotten the Tampa that's been their main run stopping force. Like, the, D- the DNs and like, like Shaq Barrett and kind of guys like that, they have more like pass rush, pass rush first kind of guys. And I think Vita Vea plays a really good job in that nose tackle position, which is why they are a top, top three, top five defense against the run. He's one of those guys that like, if you are running the ball up the middle and you watch their games, like you got to double team this guy in order to move him out of the way. Like you can't send a single guy at this, at him. Just the stuff he does in the run, just really, I, that's why I have him in my top five. Yeah, he's like the ultimate plug for that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. <clears throat> like, like I said, like D-line is very hard to rate. And honestly, DeForest, Vita Vea, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, and Jonathan Allen, they all could easily make it into the top five. These are just – DeForest, Vita Vea, and Chris Jones are just the three guys that if I'm picking a team, those are the three guys that I would choose first out of that list, in my own opinion. That's just how I view it. Yeah, the the it's the hardest thing for a player like Vita Vea because I, I feel like he really epitomizes like numbers don't really tell the whole story because he mm-hmm. only had four sacks. He only right. had thirty. But no, you can keep going. Sorry. Oh yeah, he he only had four sacks. He only had thirty three total tackles. Um, so like the numbers really aren't there. Mm-hmm. But his impact goes way beyond the numbers because he really is just a force 
and mm-hmm. everyone recognizes that. So um, he's not in my top five just because he doesn't have the numbers. Whereas uh, my number five, Jonathan Allen, he had he had like nine sacks this year. Um, yeah, yeah, I I, I think. I think it's a lot harder to rate D D line D interior D lineman compared to edges because I mean when you look at the O line, most times the edges are going one-on-one compared to like interior D lineman. And you can see more like stats showing the tail when you do look at DNs and edge rushers mm-hmm. compared to interior D lineman. And I think that's what makes it hard when you are reading these guys because it's more about impact and what they do on a play-to-play, taking up blockers or doing their whatever they do in the run compared to what we see from edges and backers. Yeah, I just want to just agree with Raiden on that everybody can recognize that Vita Vea is a force on the field because he literally looks twice the size of the man next to him. And that guy is also a 300-pound defensive lineman in the NFL. Yeah. He's, He's one of those. He's one of those freaks for sure. Um, speaking about size, um, the guy I want to talk about coming into the league is um, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. He's going to oh, come in and be oh, one of those D- interior D linemen. Do you all see him being your top five within the next three years? Next three years for sure. Possibly two. Um, it's just like crazy because he has all like the size that you want out of that typical D tackle spot. But he moves like Aaron Donald. He <laughs> like when he you moves. He, he moves like Aaron Donald. What did he, he run like a four six forty? Yeah, four, he ran like four, a four eight, six eight or something yeah. like that. It's some crazy, but four yeah, seven eight. Yeah, four, four seven, seven eight. eight as with, with three hundred forty one pounds to carry. Yeah, like, and he's crazy. six eight. Like the way we talk about like Derrick Henry looking at other running backs is the same way this guy looks compared to other defensive tackles. Yeah. Vita, this is one of the guys that Vita Vea is not going to be able to make look small. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be – and he's a rookie, or he's going to be an upcoming rookie. That's kind of uh. – but then yeah, again, we just have because... big prospects like uh, Isaiah Simmons. He's a monster. Like, he's a freak, but, like, we haven't really seen that play out as much or translated as much. So, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how well he does. Mm-hmm. But just crazy. just an argument. I've seen some just, mock drafts where he's not in the top ten going. Yeah, same. I've seen those as well. What were you gonna say, Raiden? Um, just an argument as to how he can make it into this list within a couple of years. I mean, this this list, especially as an interior D lineman, it's super subject to change. Like, um, this is probably one of our more mellow <laughs> talks, like positional talks, because. Like, no one's really wrong. Like, any of these guys could crack the top five, and I'm sure there's other guys that we aren't mentioning that could totally uh, be in this conversation too. Yeah, really the only way you could go wrong with the interior D line is you have somehow not have Aaron Donald <laughs> at one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are going to start looking at you crazy. <laughs> Should we move to the edge? Yeah. How are you guys moving? All right. All right, we move to the edge. At edge, we all have the same top three guys, but my list goes TJ Watt at one, Miles Garrett at two, 
Nick Bosa at three, Von Miller at four, and Max Crosby at five. Um, my list, the only difference between mine and Carter is that five spot. I have Trey Hendricks instead of Max Crosby. Other than that, it's both Von, uh, TJ, Miles, Nick, and Vaughn. Yeah, and then my list is very similar. I got TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Robert Quinn, and Max Crosby at five. Um, the top three, it's it's really not debatable. Yeah. TJ Watt is, I mean, he's a rising star. Uh, he tied the sack record last year with 22 and a half. Um, there's just nothing you can do about that guy. <laughs> and then Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, he had 16 sacks last year. Um, and then Nick Bosa was right behind that with 15 and a half. I mean, the, you – these guys are just a presence and you can bring a tub, you can bring a double team. You can bring the running back as well. And I mean, just nothing's going to stop these guys. <laughs> Please don't bring the running back. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's get into like the differences between our list. So Raiden has Robert Quinn at four. Mm-hmm. While me and Carter have Vaughn at that spot. Um, I figure you have him there. The stack, uh, the sack totals. I know it's something crazy. Yeah, no, he had eighteen and a half this past yeah, year. I mean, he he was second second in the league behind T.J. Watt with his sacks. Um, he didn't have he didn't have too many uh, hurries or knockdowns, and that was just because when he got to the quarterback, he was bringing him down. Um, and then like, uh, I mean, I, I'd love to hear your argument for Von Miller because I mean, his numbers are, I mean. Like what? What's the argument there? Uh, he has the most tackles for losses, so like maybe not sack wise, but he's showing up in the run game too. So like that has to count for something. I think he had mm-hmm. twenty five total tackle for losses, like all throughout the season, including playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if you, leave, I mean, and plus it's Von Miller, and he they won the Super Bowl. So like if you're, I have to take that into account. I'm not. I don't. I don't take winning lightly. That's the. I don't uh-huh. know. So I think. I think- Go for it, Carter. I mean, what's your argument for Max Crosby, Raiden? Because that's my question first before I – Well, Max Crosby, he led the he led the league in quarterback, like, knockdowns, hurries. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of just the opposite of Robert Quinn because, I mean, uh, Max Crosby still did have eight sacks, but, like, he was con- – like, every snap, he was getting to the quarterback. Uh I, I agree. That's why I have him at five, but that's also my argument for Vaughn, which is why I left mm-hmm. Robert Quinn out of the list is uh-huh. Vaughn Miller is a guy that Dev talked about. He's been a superstar in the league for so many years and tackles for losses. He shows up in the run game, but I think the pass game is the same reason why Khalil saw a drop in sacks is when uh-huh. you're blocking for the pass, most teams will, try to stop the main pass rusher. And I think that's why Vaughn's stats went down and that's why Khalil's went down. And I think the reason why Robert Quinn had so many sacks was because the main focus in the pass rush was focused towards Khalil. And I think Vaughn Miller is one of those guys like Max Crosby where every play he's going at it and he's going to put, even if he's not there at the quarterback, he's making sure that like the quarterback has to notice where he is on the field and that he is coming from that side. Just like, the impact he has on the game is why he's at four for me. Mm. And for 
for Robert Quinn being as high as he is, uh, to me, I don't see it as it was just because of Khalil Mack. Because, I mean, he's put up numbers before. He's had a 19-sack season. He's had multiple double-digit sack seasons. So this guy just knows how to get to the quarterback. Um, and then Robert Quinn was also second-team All-Pro, along with Max Crosby. Um, so, like, the, the league recognizes that this guy is a force, uh, and he got the award that shows he deserved it. Um, my only argument for that, and this might knock Carter's argument, but it's still for having leaving Robert Quinn off the list. Khalil Mack wasn't there for some of the season. So, I mean, that's, I mean, when you're, I don't want to say when you're the only pass rusher, it makes it easier to get sacks, but there's mm-hmm. definitely not anybody taking away those sacks from you. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the Bears yeah. are such a trash team in general, or I don't want to say in general, but like in general, but not their defense is not totally bad, but like they're not, they're a team that's going to be on the field a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh-huh. I don't know, maybe. I'm just hating on Robert Quinn right now. <laughs> so yeah, maybe, I think, maybe maybe those is reasons for inflation of stats or of sacks, but I'm not gonna take yeah. anything away from the guy. I'm just it's just hard for him to crack the top five for me, especially when it comes to that edge position. It's, when it's just that like guy. his first year last year on the Bears, he only had what I think it was like single digit like sacks. Yeah, like two. two. Yeah, he didn't have so really like, any. For me, I'm not hating on the guy. Like, he's still a top 10 dude to me, especially coming off the uh-huh. edge. But I also really want to see what he does this year before he I would put him into a top five. Because if those numbers do go back down, then I would contribute some of that to Khalil. Well, but, well, I mean, it's not like he was a bum before this. Like he, Oh, no, he's never been a bum. I'm just saying, like, before this, I don't think he was in the top five either. And that's where I rank him. And I still always thought that he was not in a top five as an edge rusher. And he was in that top 10, top 15 range. And I do want to see what he does now being the main guy on that D-line before I can throw him in the top five. Yeah, I think it's just hard to ignore 18 and a half sacks. Like second in the league over Miles Garrett, who is our consensus here, number two, and Nick Bosa, who is our number three. Yeah, well, Miles Garrett also had to share that with I mean, you got another great end that you play with all year in Jadavian. Uh-huh. And then who did? Devin had Trey Hendricks at his five spot where we had Max Crosby. I mean, do put four. I think he had 14 and a half sacks, which is for me, and doing it on the Bengals. And they made the deep playoff run, and we saw him show up in the playoffs. That's why I put him at that five slot because his sack totals were so high, and because he made the, or he was a key contributor to that Bengals defense. He made the secondary look. He made Shadobi Awuzie look like a decent corner, like like a good corner. You know what I mean? Like it's not. If you look at the Bengals defense, even though I do have two Bengals in my positional top fives. Actually, that might not be true. I think Trey Hendricks is my only Hendrickson is my only bangle. But I think if you look at that defense as a whole, it wasn't like 
corners locking people down. It was like team defense. It was real team defense where everything's clicking and everything has to work. If you don't have a pass rush, the defense is not going to work. And I think that's why he was so important to that team and why I put them put them at my five spot. Would you like to make the argument for Max Crosby, Carter? I mean, you kind of already made it. Like, dudes, always like, same thing I said with Bonds. Like, he's always a presence on the field. Like, I I think his stats stay the exact same coming into next year is just because he's going to be seen now, especially after what he did this year, he's going to be seeing a, a lot more double teams than he did this year, most likely. I don't think his set that sacks are going to go crazy because the focus that is going to go towards him, but I think he's going to do the same impact, same work for that Raiders defense. My only knock against Max Crosby is that people are forgetting that Yannick Ngakwe is on the other side of him. So it's not like... And now he has Chandler Jones. Now Chandler Jones is on the Raiders. So, like, it's going to be – and Chandler Jones is a break I, – I would put – I mean, if if you could count Chandler Jones as a DN, I would put him in my top five. Oh, that would be tough, actually, because Joey Bosa. But, but I, he's up there as well. So, I don't know. It might be hard for Max. It might be an up year for Chandler, I think, because of his – because of the situation. I think Max is still going to get the attention. I, th- I think both of them are going to go off this year. I mean, they're going to be rushing from opposite sides or no, the, possibly it. the same side. Like, <laughs> one of them is a sack machine and the other one's just always at the quarterback. Um, so I, I, think think, Chan- I think Chandler's going to get the, the biggest uh, too. Yeah, and I think he knows what to do when they get to the quarterback too. He had like six force fumbles this year, which is why I had him so high in my rankings. Uh-huh. I mean, he didn't make any of my top fives, but he's really close to six force fumbles. I think that, and like the he had a bunch of pass deflections as well. So I think he's gonna see, he's gonna go back to that superstar level that he was once at on the Cardinals. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean, I'd have I would have Trey Hendrickson right outside of my, right outside of my top five, probably, ah, right there with Von Miller. Um, it was hard. He, it was hard he, to keep him off the list. It was harder for me to keep Trey Hendrickson off the list than Robert Quinn, just because like, there's not a whole lot of names on that Bengals defense, and yeah, what they did in the playoffs was just insane, and he was a huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, they were looking. Like right, like where did that yeah. come from? Like why no, were they? He was a huge like part a, of that. I like, I like him. All these no like names. Him Are we moving on? I mean, um, think talking about sacks. Who do you think is leading the league in sacks next year? TJ Watt, without a doubt, he got 22 and a half, only playing 15 games. You add two more games to that, sack record, easy. easy. Yeah, but, like, doesn't that put a big target? That I mean, puts I guess a if huge say, target. Like, if, I bro, guess bro already had the huge target on his back. That is true. Yeah, and, I mean, if he's anything bro, like his first, brother, if, it's, if he's anything was, like JJ, he won't keep bro going. Bro's first team all pro 2019, 2020, and 2021. We're talking about who's going to lead the league in sacks. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go Miles Garrett. 
I agree. That's that was my pick. And oh, the reason why is barely. because Jadavian just left that team. I don't I don't see anyone else taking any of those sacks away from them. Yeah. Well, for, for me, I mean TJ TJ Watt led the league in sacks. Or I mean did he lead the league in sacks last year? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. led the league in sacks, or I mean the year before that. The year oh, before oh, that. Oh. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like somebody else. Well, he had he had fifteen. Oh, he did. He did. He led the league in sacks oh. in twenty twenty with fifteen. So he led the league in sacks two years in a row. I don't think that. I have no reason to believe that he takes a step down. He had fifteen in twenty twenty, and then twenty two and a half in twenty twenty one. Twenty two without okay, playing two games. Twenty two and a half to me is that like, that is such like a. It's such a high number that it's gonna like, I don't know. Like, there's no way. He comes close to 22 and a half. There's a way I can see well, 18 out of him max, 18 out of him max, but then I can see somehow Miles Garrett pulling off 18 and a half, 19. You know what I mean? But TJ Watts still, he only played 15 games. That's two less than Miles Garrett. No, no Miles Garrett, I'm pretty sure, also played. No, he played, he played the full played 17 this year. He, he played the full oh, season. He did. Yeah. yeah. TJ Watt missed two games and he still tied the sack record. After leading this league in sacks the year before, I mean, if if he wasn't already the focus, he definitely was the focus of the offensive line. You lead the league in sacks one year, and then you come out firing the next year. Uh, he already had the attention. I don't. I mean, maybe if they decide to bring a triple team next year, like, I mean, I have no reason to believe that he doesn't take another defensive player of the year award. Here's my question. It's hard for me to disagree. Is we see Robert Quinn go for 19 when he had Khalil on the other side of him. Do you think Joey Bosa has a chance to go for an unreal season now having Khalil on the other side of him? I mean, yeah, Joey Bosa already had 10 and a half sacks. Um, and he, I mean, he's still only 26 years old. Uh, he's, I don't think he's even hit his prime yet. Uh him, both him and his brother, they're they're just insane. But I think, I think with the addition of Khalil Mack and then J.C. Jackson, um, like it, that that whole defense is that whole defense is just gonna take a huge step. Every everyone's gonna see numbers. That defense is looking crazy. Derwin that defense is Derwin James. Yep. Oh, my other question when it comes to edges is if we're just factoring Parsons into here, where would he land on your list? As a pass rusher. Wow. My thing with Micah is that I love him as like a versatility type of dude. So like yeah, I don't even wanna I don't even wanna like constrain him to like straight edge rusher. Like if if he was. If he was. He'd be top ten for sure. I don't know how high up. Would he? Would he? Who would he put him over? Do you think he would go over anyone put, on your list? Anybody on my list? No. Maybe Trey Hendrickson, just because I see Micah doing way bigger things than Trey Hendrickson will ever in his life. <laughs> but to, um, to me, what it seems like the reason Michael Parsons gets his sacks, the reason he gets his quarterback hits, to me, what it seems like is just because. It's it's like a huge scheme thing. Uh, he blitzed third like third most in the NFL. Um, so when he's getting his sacks, it's because it's just 
the offensive line is overwhelmed and he's coming from like his usual spot where he's great off the ball and it's just like, whoa, he's here now. Yeah. But I mean, definitely I mean, when you're blitzing, when you're blitzing, the ball's coming out faster. You're straight and man. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't. Uh, it's hard for me to put him over Max Crosby, but I think I do it. Um, but yeah, it's just hard. I'd 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 love to see what he's gonna do this year. I'm going crazy here, and I think if he was a true edge rush and he was just coming off the ball blitz and every single player coming for it, I'm putting him at four above Vaughn and Max. Huh? I think he's uh, a superstar, and I think he's a superstar at both. Like he could do he could do everything. and that's why going into backer it was hard for me to put him at number two but i got darius leonard at one parsons at two fred warner at three roquan at four and bobby wagner at five I'm changing my list. <laughs> I'm looking at no, because think about it. I didn't. I'm lo- looking at my list. What is your list? Oh, oh wow! Yeah, my boy. Oh, it was honestly a positional thing. That's what it was. I was getting messed up with because I still have look it. I still have uh, what's his name? That boy Devondre. Oh no! Wait, I'm getting confused now. All right, well, whenever whenever we're ready, I'll let you read off the list. So, like that commences the the uncut. Actually, I'm not even. Okay. Do you do as like I just said? Do you truly believe that there is letters above Michael Parsons? See, bro, based on this yeah. year's stats, I don't yes, know. I do. This year's stats. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Michael Parsons above Darius Leonard, honestly. It's just, it's just hard because it's Darius Leonard here. Like, we don't know what he can do. We know that, we know that turnovers. Darius Leonard's that dude. No, Darius Leonard is that dude. But, I mean. Michael Parsons is a generational talent, but it was his rookie year. It was yeah, his, rookie his rookie year. year. So, like, you can't, you can't put him at one just yet, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. But, like. Well, you can. Would you be mad <laughs> about this dude being one? Oh, I, I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be opposed to any of you guys putting him at one. I'm I just wouldn't do it. And coming into coming into this season, do you do you a defensive player of the year candidate? Yeah. That's why I'm putting him at one. Can you see Micah Parsons being the best backer after this next season? Yeah, see, I think yes. he's gonna be me too. I think he's gonna win defensive player of the year. Like uh, I honestly I think that Aaron Donald is what 29, 30 right now. I think Parsons is going to be that type of guy for this next generation where he's just an absolute freak on the defense. Yeah, Aaron Donald's 30 years old. Uh, I don't know why you're discounting T.J. Watt. He just tied the sack record. He's, the, he's that dude. He need, he's he, that you, need dude. A way for, you need a way for T.J. Watt to settle the fuck down before we talk about Mike Parsons. But I think, I think, it's, I think there's five years five, – five to eight years. He's about to settle down. That's what I, I think that's what we're I trying think, to tell you. He's I think, about to settle down. JJ had, his, so? JJ had his he shine. He just took a huge step up. J, um, JJ Watt had his shine. He was that guy. Aaron Donald came um, in right at, right right before that ended. Aaron Donald took um, it over. 
And honestly, I think TJ Watt could tone down to become a Von Miller, a Khalil, Khalil Mack kind of guy where he's an all-time great. But when mm-hmm. I look at like that type of guy, I think it will pass to Michael Parsons. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I, also, I also really like both of the Bosa brothers. Yeah, but I think Bosa uh, brothers are just but- like that where – they're going to go all-time greats, but I don't think that they're like... Yeah, no, no, that, that's what I was just about to say. I think they're more of like a Von Miller, Khalil Mack, where they're stars, but it's not like they're a league. Like it's right now, thing, it's TJ Watt's league. Same thing with TJ Watt is like, I think that he's a guy that could go down as an all-time great, but like Parsons is a guy that I think could go down as a top 10 defensive player of all time. Really? You don't, you don't think TJ Watt's going to keep this up? It's like, so you think hard like, next to do year, it consistently. It's so yeah, hard. Yeah, I know, but he, but like it was, he led the league in sacks 2020 and 2021, and he went up in 2021 without having played the full 17. Okay, but this season. is a sad reality. This is the sad reality of the situation. The better the Steelers get, the lower his number total is going to go down, bro. Yeah, but Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback, bro. Oh, fast. That defense, <gasps> that defense is going to be there for a long time. He's going to be able to rack up these sacks. How is Mitch Trubisky their quarterback? Like, who is in their front office thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's <laughs> He's our a transitional guy. dude. He's a transitional dude. I don't know why that was the choice, though, when Baker is there, when fucking, like, <laughs> like so many quarterbacks are on market. <laughs> Honestly, bro, they're trying to – they're trying to get like Bryce Young or some shit. Exactly. They want CJ Stroud or something. I don't know. CJ Stroud. Fucking who else is in that class? I don't even. Oh, the fucking US Caleb Williams or whatever. Yep. Is he? I don't. He's a class after, I think, because he's true it's freshman just, last year. What, five, five years in? He's five years in. He's sitting at like 72 sacks. And oh. that is oh, so TJ many. Watt. Yeah. TJ Watt. And yeah. like, I can see him getting to that like 150 mark, which is where. Julius Peppers, Terrell Suggs, them are all kind of sitting at. And, like, that leaves him as an all-time great. Like, those guys are guys that everyone will talk about as being one of the best edge rushers. But really, other than, like, Bruce Smith and Reggie White, who had, like, 200 sacks, like, you're not going to be a top 10 all-time. TJ Watt's going to end up with the most – I think he's going to end up with the most sacks, bro. You think so? You think he's going to break 200 sacks? Think about it. Think about it. How many more years do you think he got? Five, to, he has five to seven more years. Five to maybe like five to eight more years. If if he has a four, uh, because he's five years in, right? He's twenty-seven yeah. years old right now. Twenty-seven years old. He got to like he's thirty-four. Even with seven I don't years. think he. How many? Wait, how many? Wait, how many? What is? I don't even know. Wait, how many? Was a was a was a sack record total? Sack record is two hundred sacks in a career. Who? The fuck? Bruce Smith. Fucking, and, yeah, Bruce Smith. And Reggie yeah. White has 198. Honestly, I think he falls into, like, the 170 range then because, like... if So, what? okay, he plays seven more years. If he averages, like, 12 sacks a game, it's only 84. Or 12 sacks a season after this, like, average. It's only 84. There's no shot. He only averages 12 sacks. There's 17 games in a season. You think you he's gonna get more? I mean, I, I'm for it. You I'm, gotta count. I'm you also gotta think. 
year, years he might get hurt or something might bring the average down. But like, yeah, say he averages what? Would you say twelve? He averages. Yeah, I said I said twelve is safe because like if he gets twelve hurt, is safe. So no, if he slows is, down, and you said seven years averaging how yeah, many? So that's eighty four. Then he'll get like one hundred fifty. That's one hundred fifty sacks in a career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, and that puts him still with Julius Peppers. Uh huh. And like. I uh, think that that's a generational type of talent, which will put him as but, one of the all-time greats. But as a top ten defensive player of all time, okay. Let me what rephrase what I said. Let me rephrase what I said. He's not going to finish with the most career sacks. He's going to finish. They're going to promote him as like one of the best pass rushers to ever play the game. I think oh. he's going to have one of the best primes. I think he's not I think he's not done yet. I think he's going to yeah, keep going. I think on. he's going to I think he's going to break the record. But yeah, I think that when it's all said and done, like you he's going to be still probably when you think about edge rushers, you're still going to put Lawrence Taylor over him. You're going to put certain guys over him, which will leave him outside the top talking. 10. Yeah, but like that's why I, I don't know how Mike I would I never put see how Michael Parsons fits. Taylor. I would never. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Insane. I don't know how Michael Parsons fits into that top ten conversation though, because like he's not, he's not gonna, like he's not just a pass rusher, you know, but like he'll play he's, the ball. He's not just a pass rusher. That's what makes him I mean, so great. As a rookie, he has eighty four tackles. That's where most guys do land a rookie year. Most guys aren't, especially rookies, aren't tackle getting the hundred sixty tackles that most guys are getting. Like it puts him a little lower than some of the some of the other guys in the league, but. He boosts that number up his second year. Say he gets less sacks. Say he gets eight sacks next year, but he goes for 124 tackles. Like, dude's a dog. Like, um, if y'all are gonna, if y'all are gonna watch it, y'all can uh, go with y'all can watch without me. How are you gonna do it for? Uh, we were like figuring right. shit out for like the first like oh, half an hour. No, like we were figuring shit out, and then uh, we just started like uh, actually recording defensive position rankings. Like Micah Parsons could easily just like this could be a one year wonder and stuff like that, but I think projecting out his potential, I think he has a chance to be. Like yeah, I don't think it's a yeah. I definitely don't think it's a one year wonder, but um, and he could just sit back and be an all time great. Like he could, but I mean, I'm excited to see what he does, and I think that sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, I mean, he is. He is great in pass coverage, oh, and he so also he has those slots, right? <laughs> There's one man. Yeah, yeah. Right, and Debbie, then you he... got your list, though. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got your list. Because I want to start bringing out some stats, but yeah, man, it hurts to put Darius Leonard up here, bro, because he really doesn't deserve it. But like, <laughs> bro. Okay, so this is my list. We got Michael Parsons, Darius Leonard, Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, Logan Wilson. Okay. And then my list is Darius Leonard, Michael Parsons, Devondre Campbell, Fred Warner, and Bobby Wagner. And then I couldn't decide. My five is Bobby Wagner and Roquan Smith. So T5, T5. Um, so I, I guess the first thing to talk about is where does, De- or where does Michael Parsons stand? Like, like you have him at one, we have him at two. 
Um, just spent 20 minutes talking about it. Is that is that being recorded? Is that what yeah. we're putting into the shit? I'm like, I'm uh, just gonna do all defensive positions, just make one podcast episode. I, oh damn, so it's gonna be long, huh? <laughs> yeah. We just spent 20 minutes talking about Michael Parsons, guys. I didn't know that was getting recorded, bro. But all I right. think I think uh, that's that's solid for the Parsons. I think we should make you should make make a little debate on why Darius Leonard is number yeah, no, one. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about Darius Leonard. I mean, the the career that this guy's had. Like maybe he had. I mean, it's hard to even say he had a down year with with 122 tackles and um, everything that he's done, but. The, the reason why I can't put Michael Parsons at one yet is just, like, it is a rookie year. I don't know, like, is was this just, like, a wow introduction to the league? Was it, a, like, offenses didn't really know what to do with him yet? Um, what, what, do you, what do you say? I'll make it this? simple. The reason why Darius Leonard is number one is because if Michael Parsons was not in the league this year, he is the clear-cut number one. And it's been proven over multiple years. Like, this dude is that guy. And if Michael Parsons yeah. wasn't a rookie this year and he wasn't in the league yet, he would clearly be the number one guy for all of us by a large margin. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about Darius Leonard is that he'd be forcing turnovers. He had, like, eight forced turnovers this year, which is lovely. <laughs> which is lovely. <laughs> I love the forced turnovers because, like, you're giving your offense an opportunity to score the ball. I think that's really important. Yeah, he had eight forced fumbles. He also had four picks. Twelve. Um, oh, my gosh. He had eight <laughs> forced fumbles. I mean, four yeah. I don't know. It's um, kind of hard for <laughs> – never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's hard for you – I mean, it's hard for me to, like, even, like, want to argue with that. Think about it. You're a, you're a linebacker, and you're causing 12 turnovers. I feel like that's, like, one of the most important parts of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to take that away from him. Yeah, and I mean, this guy—he's—he's he's a smart player. He's an athletic freak. I mean, he—he's—he's he's what you want in the linebacker. He doesn't miss tackles. You know, he had—he had 122 total tackles and only six missed. Um, yeah. So he—he's what you—he's what you want standing there in the middle of the field. Um, and then, yeah, as, as I was saying or starting to say, the only reason why Michael Parsons isn't my number one and it's Darius Leonard is because Darius Leonard has proven himself to be in that conversation. Michael Parsons, it's, it's, it's his first year. I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up just because the like, offenses now know that he is that dude on that side of the ball. My only argument for that is that even if we do know he's that dude, and it's like the same thing, same kind of thing for TJ Watt, I think that you're kind of trying to say, it's like, what are you really going to do to stop him from disrupting your offense? Because there's just so many ways you can put him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's he, he now gives that Cowboys defense an identity, you know? Um so now when you start the game plan, like maybe maybe we don't run the maybe we don't uh run those slants over the middle, maybe we don't like just try to get the ball away from him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean we'll see next year. He I definitely see him in that defensive player of the year conversation, but 
as it stands right now, Darius Leonard, uh, best, best, uh, pure linebacker in football. Um, and then Dev, who did you? What was your What was your order again, Dev? Um, so my three, four, five is Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, Logan Wilson. Wow, you guys. Are, wow, I'm I kind mean, of upset. Did. You guys, you guys kept Devondre Campbell out of this. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm upset with myself. I mean, the same way you said Roquan's T5 with Bobby, I think he's T5 with Bobby. Like it's hard to keep him. It's hard to keep him off the list. Dude's a freak. Uh-huh. He's he's. What was it? I think he led the league in solo tackles. He had like hundred and something. Yeah, yeah. Before like, he before he sat out that final game, he led yeah. the league in solo tackles. Yeah. He's a sure tackler. He he does a lot for that for that defense. And I got not, no hate yeah. on him. Yeah, I just he had one hundred forty six Fred- tackles and four missed tackles. Uh, so yeah, like yeah, he's a sure tackler. That dude don't miss. And then he also. He also had only 4.9 yards per target. So whatever he like he he's doing his thing tackling the tackling his receivers or whoever crosses his path, but like he also just does not let up. Like if there is a if like his completion percentage on him was 71.2%, but it was either just short dump off passes, it was or just straight up drops like he was always there, pass rushing, and that's why he got his. Uh, he was on the first team All Pro this year as the inside linebacker. My only argument for Logan Wilson is that he was like another key part of that uh, Bengals defense that made it to the Super Bowl. Um, he also had four interceptions, which to me is a lot for a linebacker. A forced fumble causing turnovers, and he also had four pass deflections, so it's not like he's – I mean, obviously, he's there for the um, coverage game, too. And he also had 100 tackles this season. Yeah, I think when it goes to Fred Warner, it's kind of that – for me, at least, it's that kind of argument where it's just like – I think he's done it very consistently for the past – the four seasons he's been in the league. He's just a sure tackling guy. He leads that defense. He – make sure the San Francisco defense kind of runs. And although like maybe he doesn't have the same stats, like he's just, he's just one of those guys. Yeah. Like he, I, I he's a field at, general. No. Yeah. I, I didn't look at too many stats before we came on this podcast, but like just watching games, especially even the playoffs and stuff, he's like, he's that guy on that defense. And I think that's why I have him at three. So I just think he's one of the best linebackers, pure linebackers uh-huh. in the league. Yeah, no, he he is a field general. Like he he is what a quarterback is to an offense. He is to a defense what a quarterback is to an offense. Um, that's why that I mean that's why I have him at four. That's why we all have him in our top five. Um, but then, Dev Dev, you don't have Roquan Smith in your top five, huh? No. Uh, Carter, you have him at four. You have him above Bobby Wagner and Devondre Campbell. <laughs> I really, what's I really that, like what's that about, buddy? I really like what I really like him as a player and what he does. I mean, he's he's always at the ball. Like, mm-hmm. every, I mean, I like you. I mean, we both we both cheer for the same division. I mean, <laughs> Lions, Packers. My team's twenty times worse than his, but <laughs> like. 
I mean, I watched the Green Bay games. Yes, Devondre Campbell's good, but I just remember watching Roquan against us and just, like, the stuff he does. Like, he's just always there around the play, making tackles. Like, he had yeah. – I don't know what you said Devondre Campbell's solo tackles was, but he had 95 solo, but he also had 68 assisted. He was one of the top oh. total tackle guys in the league, and he probably would have had more because he's, like, right by the ball every play. And there was some plays that he just, like, got there split second too late, but, I mean – this dude, this dude's a dog, and that's why I put him above Bobby and Devondre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, when I would watch Roquan Smith, he's just an, such an explosive player. Um, like, when he sees the ball, he's he's there. No ma- Like, doesn't matter how far he was when the pass was thrown. He's just always there. Um, he also didn't allow any passing touchdowns this, uh, this season. His passer rating against him was 76. And those are, like, the that's that's a corner number yeah um he's built so yeah. he's built like a truck yeah no flies <laughs> like the same way you said fred warner's a quarterback of the defense this dude is nick chubb of the defense <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this dude is that yeah no he i i watched a little bit of his highlights just because i like it was such a hard decision because i mean it's hard to keep bobby wagner out of the top five when you're talking about linebackers um so I was, I watched some highlights about Roquan Smith and dude was just way too explosive. He was always at the ball and I just couldn't leave him out. I think uh, that I left another... him out. Oh, I was going to say, I think that I just left him out just purely based off of team success. Like I said, okay, yeah, just like I value the winning. That's why I put Logan Wilson up there because he only played 13 games. And he still uh, ended up, he still ended up with hundred tackles and those stats. Like I said, he had the four picks, the one for fumble, and like we saw it in the playoffs too. He averaged ten tackles a game in the playoff, and he also mm-hmm. uh, had four tackles for losses. So it's like one a game again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, but again, the Bengals as a team really did step up in the playoffs. So I don't know how if I'm taking that of to high too much high value or. Or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, Lo- Logan Wilson, I-, I just left him off because, yeah, he did only play 13 games. And what most of what he did or most of what I saw was in the playoffs. So, like, it's the question of can he do this for a whole season? You know, because he only had – like, he had 100 touchdowns – or 100 tackles, sorry. But, like, he allowed three passing touchdowns. Um so it's it's just like I, I haven't seen too much of him. Um, and yeah, his stats. Honest, I have not seen too much of him either. Besides the playoffs, I was not mm-hmm. watching the Bengals during the regular season. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, who was? I think, I think that's also why um, Bobby Wagner is a lot lower on our list than he should be. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I uh, it was it was tough when I was dealing with Bobby Wagner. Because I feel like he did take a major step down, even though he did have 170 total tackles. Because it's I, team success. That's what it, it is. is. And I think that's why he's lower on mine. I didn't – like, mine wasn't – I didn't look up a lot of stats until now. So, I mean, mine was kind of based on, like, how I watched football and what I saw from them. And I really mm-hmm. – the Seahawks didn't get a lot get a lot of play on my, on my – on my yeah. TV, man. They, they were bad <laughs> this year. But, like, looking yeah. at the stats, like, there's no reason why he should be as low as he is for us. But 
I mean, there are a lot of good guys here, and I mean, I mean, Warner, if you look won. at yeah, exactly. If you look at Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner, I feel like they're very similar players. But the only reason I gave the nod to Fred Warner is because his team did better. So yeah. I think he yeah. did it on a good team or like a playoff team. I mean, Bobby yeah, on the Rams now. Oh, yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, that is going to be crazy because it's just – I mean, it was so hard with Bobby Wagner because I'm so used to him being at the top of all statistic leaderboards. But, I mean, you look now, like all he has to his name are tackles, and I absolutely hate that as a stat because, I mean – when Blake Martinez was on the Packers leading the league in tackles, like I knew that that dude did not deserve to be the leader in any category. And he was only getting those tackles because he could not cover a receiver and he was just there after the receiver caught the ball. But like, if you look at forced fumbles, tackles for a loss, Bobby Wagner is just not anywhere to be found. Um, and then like he did give up two touchdowns and then like in coverage, like he, he allowed, uh, a catch 81% of the time, and maybe that's why he has so many tackles. But he's Bobby Wagner. It's just I, – I can't leave him off the list. You can't. He's he's an all-time great, and he, he 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 took a step back, and he dropped from a top-two linebacker Down to, to a, top. a top-five linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> this, this dude's a monster. Yeah. And then one guy that I was also thinking about putting on this list is – um. Demario Davis, he's a linebacker oh, for the Saints. That's name that he's up. real consistent too. I like him. Watching, watching him, he is such a smart and patient back. Like he may not have a lot of highlights, and he's not talked about a lot because he doesn't have those explosive plays. But he, he's one of those other guys where he's just always around the ball. He knows what gap to fill. He's not going to explode to the gap, but he's that means he's not going to be um, missing tackles or giving up those big plays. He's just a very smart player. So him just like Fred Warner, they're just like the they're just that the quarterbacks of that defense. His RC be giving him plus ten awareness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he got that fresh arm sleeve. Everybody knows him. 